Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Silvestro Musumeci is better known as the weight loss king who lost 80 kilograms 16 years ago and has kept it off. Silvestro continues to inspire people all around the world and is living proof that it's never too late to start living your best life. He is the author of bestseller, If I Can, You Can, How I Lost Half My Body Weight. Over the last 16 years, Silvestro has appeared on TV, radio and in countless magazines. Hi Silvestro, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi Leanne and thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome and I'm really excited to talk about our theme today of weight loss merry-go-round because I'm sure it's very pertinent to a lot of people, especially myself. So I'm very interested in, to hear what you've got to say about that. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a bit more about you and how you've got to where you are today? Well, my journey started 17 years ago where I decided, well, I had my moment of truth where I eventually lost 80 kilos and that was 16 years ago. So my life hasn't always been perfect and I haven't always been the way I am right now as far as my mind and my weight. So for me, it all came down to being accountable. So with my experience and what I've gone through, I help people lose weight for the very last time through my own personal journey and very anti diet and anti-diet industry so i'll go against what they say because i preach and i practice long-term weight loss so when you say you've been through it yourself how did you know what to do was it just a lot of testing the different diets is that how you started first definitely from the age of eight i was overweight right until i was 33. so throughout my adult life I tried all different types of diets. And yes, they worked, but only for short term. And it's all about test and measure. And you want to try and see how it goes. It depends what is the latest fad diet out there, what people were talking about. And I eventually was able to hop off the diet merry-go-round when I decided to be the boss, instead of being bossed by diets, because diets all have one common feature, to take something away from you. And as humans, we don't want things taken away from us. The moment something is taken away from us, we think about it all the time, day and night, day and night, to the point then we give in and we binge, and we'll go back to square one. My method is not to take anything away from you, is to really focus on why you go on this merry-go-round, why we yo-yo diet, and what is the true underlying reason why we're not able to keep the weight off. So I'm all about losing weight, not taking anything away from you, and doing it naturally. Yeah, I love that. 
And I know because I've been on my own journey over, over my time where I started probably in my early 20s after I had my first child and that's where I put the weight on. And then from then on, it was the, the up and down merry-go-round of, yes, I'll try this diet and I'd lose weight. Yeah, great. And then you go back to normal eating, normal. <laughs> I say that with inverted commas. And then it, it all comes back on again. And you get back into the bad habits because you're not actually, you might lose the weight. But to me, it was all in the mind. You just go, oh, yeah, I can eat whatever I want now. But that's not what the body says, is it? No, it's not. I think what happens over time, we develop this relationship that we have with food, with exercise and with ourselves. And we tend to use exercise against food and food against exercise and so forth. So the moment that we start to have a good relationship with ourselves, how we look at food, how we look at exercise or movement and not use uh, exercise, for example, your mother had a really bad weekend eating. So then you'll decide to punish yourself We've punished ourselves for eating too much over the weekend by doing three hours on the treadmill on a Monday. Or we've had a great week, we've stuck to our goals, and then we decide to give ourselves permission to eat and do whatever we want to do over the weekend. So the moment we start to understand our relationship with all the whole partnership of weight loss, being food and and movement and, and mind, then we're able to really understand and develop a lifestyle change that suits you. I love how you talked about, you know, this relationship with food and exercise and that, because I think a lot of it I've come across is it comes from childhood, doesn't it? Like how we've been taught to eat. Like I know I was told you finish everything on your plate. And then when you start eating things like pasta and all those unhealthy things, you still eat everything on your plate. You know, you get that relationship a lot right back when you were children it's true coming from a Mediterranean background my my parents being Italian is that food was more than food food was a way to bring the family together it was a way of enjoying each other's company so it was a part of your upbringing your your beliefs and yes I went through that experience that you weren't there to leave food on the plate because that was a sign of of disrespect and isn't my food good enough so you're in a way obligated to keep on eating or overeating just because of the whole dynamics of what food meant in your family and when we talk about weight loss it's not just a lot of people think oh if I do more exercise that's what's going to off offset what I've eaten but it's not really that is it because I've found I can do as much exercise as I want but I still don't necessarily lose weight because it's still the wrong foods that I'm eating or, you know, too much of the one food. Like, as you said, we don't want to be saying don't eat these things because yes, oh, don't have the chocolate. So what am I going to do? I want the chocolate. I want the chocolate. I want the chocolate. <laughs> so. <laughs> so true in doing that. We need to look at the way we look at food and how we um, address food. And for me, it's 85% food. It's how we look at food. And, and the, for me, the true underlying reason and how I got to 152 kilos is overeating. What was causing me to overeat? The family said, don't leave the food on the plate. So I would eat that and that was classified as overeating. But now that we're adults and we have more control 
on our beliefs and we're not that person who we used to be. And by not taking food away from us, we need to address the overeating. Once we recognise the overeating, then we can enjoy any food that we want in moderation. And overeating comes in a lot of forms, doesn't it? It can be from boredom. It can be from that emotional eating. Like we can have had trauma and we feel more comfort, isn't it? There's a lot of reasons why we overeat. Definitely. We overeat when we celebrate or we're being Mm. upset or depressed or... For me, food was my friend. It was always there. It never argued. It didn't reject me. Whenever I wanted, why the texture helps? It was the amount, the smell. But overeating comes down to some very, very basics. And I love teaching people the basics when it comes to overeating. Most of the time you overeat because you're tired, because you're dehydrated, because of a behavioral factor. But also, it comes down to a lack of preparation and planning, which I teach people how we can be proactive and not just grab something on a spur of the moment because we're not, we don't have something ready to, to combat that. So that, there's a lot of basic things that we can do that can help us from overeating, and these things take time. And once you build these habits... And it's all about repeat, 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 repeat. That's the only way we get good at something is by doing things over and over and over. So there's always a way to overcome the overeating part. Yeah. And there's, when you say repeat, 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 that's the thing how we get bad habits because I know when I first left home, I hated cooking. I didn't want to cook. So you'd learn the most easiest um, recipes. They may not have been the healthiest, but they're the easiest to do. And when you're sort of thinking, oh, I'm really rushed for time or I don't know what to cook, you go back to those basics because it was a habit, wasn't it? Like you were repeat, repeat. So if you do that with healthy food and get that into your mindset, go, oh, right, okay, that's what I need. That's probably better for you in the long run, isn't it? That's right. I think we have this misconception that healthy food is salads. Mm. Salads are boring and who really... It celebrates having a bottle of celery, a bottle of carrots. It's not something that you're going to be excited about. So what I've discovered and what I do on my cooking shows is we need variety. We need healthy, delicious, easy, quick food that gives us something to look forward to. How can we turn a salad into a gourmet meal? How can we have desserts and sweets at the same time as well so it's making food fun and interesting and not having and having variety not making it boring and that's all possible we just need to think out the square and just have a go in in doing things not not to be afraid and that all comes down to a lot of planning isn't it? like i know with our life we, we might plan our businesses we might plan things that we do with the family now but sometimes we forget about the simple things like, like the meal preparation, like going grocery shopping and getting the, the right sort of foods instead of filling the pantry with, you know, the bad foods or not even having anything in the pantry so you go out and get takeaway because takeaway is just so easy now, isn't it, with all these Uber Eats and yeah, I mean, whatever. I agree in the sense that planning and preparation is key. And we must realise here that food is not the enemy. It's our choices. We need to make better choices. Supermarkets, fast food, all these ads, and they're not the enemy. We still 
can make better choices and that comes with education. See, to me, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is information that empowers us to make better choices and gives us better understanding what we eat and what we put in the sound of, inside our bodies. And when I first started, I remember when I went on my weight loss journey, I was able to identify my biggest downfall, and that was food. I was never lazy. I would wash the car, mow the lawn, go for walks. I was always moving. So my first step is to find something that would help me reduce my portion size and give me some plan and preparation. So I went to one particular um, company that was able to, to deliver the food and give me that direction and portion control, and that helped me lose weight, most definitely. It wasn't the most tasteless food, but it taught me portion control and it taught me about meal preparation and what I could do afterwards. So it gave me the information to empower myself. To, and I still love learned from that even 16, 17 years ago. Planning and preparation is key because it stops you looking and looking for the easy way out by picking the phone up and calling that your favourite uh, takeout food. And, and I sort of wanted to talk a bit about when I did actually lose weight and, and then kept it off, it was actually when I did a program that had, yes, it had the diet type stuff, and I hate to use the word diet, but I mean like changing the foods, the amount, and to being more healthy and thinking about what I put in my body. Yes, it changed the exercise. I found something I love, so I run and I do that. I was doing boot camp. But to me, it was like the tip of the triangle was actually like, mindset to me that it had mindset stuff in it and do you find that with a lot of your clients that yes you can help them with food and yes you can help them with exercise and they start doing that but if they don't help themselves with the mind their beliefs as we mentioned earlier yes. it's really difficult to have long-term change it is I mean, you've either got a fixed mindset or growth mindset you know, being a fixed mindset you have these set beliefs that you've had for so long and you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over, and you're not really open to change or open to different ways of doing things. You're fixed, you're stubborn, that's it. Well, a growth mindset, you live and learn, you make mistakes, that's all part of it. And you get better and better each time that you make something, it's all about test and measure. So mindset is very, very important because it's, it's, how, it's who you surround yourself with that really shapes your mind, shapes your direction and path in your take. So when I do online mentoring for people, I really start with, with what's stopping you session. And that really is peeling back the layers. And there might be a belief that you were four years ago. I mean, when you're four years old, sorry, five years old, I think we touched on this already, that we were told that we couldn't leave any food on the plate. So that's a belief. But we're not four years old anymore and we don't have to worry about leaving food on the plate. So it's just cracking that code and getting through that and understanding. So yes, mindset to me is key as well. I practice the four M's when I talk about weight loss. That's the mind, the mouth, what you eat, the movement and the motivation. What, what inspires you? What is your why? But the body will go where the mind goes. 
and and we need to convince what's up here. We need to convince that this is the way we're going to go. And we need to empty any crap and junk in our mind to make room for new ideas and new ways in which we can improve our, our health and well-being. Now, I truly believe that we need to also look at to get healthy first, to lose weight, rather than lose weight to get healthy. So having those reasons, and the, uh, my, uh, the ladies who I help to lose weight, it's all about getting healthy first, and then you see the benefits of weight loss from that. But the mind, it, we have to get that right first. Yeah. And when you talk about motivation and knowing what your why is and what inspires you, it's important, isn't it? Because I've, I've known a lot of women and especially, and even myself that, okay, we'll set a goal. We need to lose weight by the time my daughter's getting married because I need to fit into that dress and look good yeah. in the photos that comes and goes and you might look great. And then suddenly, Oh, I don't have that motivation anymore. So, you know, everything goes back on again. All that weight comes crowding back on again. It has yeah. to be a stronger why than just something like that. Doesn't it? It does. For long-lasting weight loss, I've kept my 80 kilos off for 16 years. And yes, we can resonate pain and pleasure, but for me, keeping my weight off comes down to pride. Because I inspire people all over the world, I see myself as an inspirational person. Now, what or how would I be able to serve people if I go back to where I was. So it's, for me, it's pride. It's about being that person that stands out from the crowd and letting people know that if I can do it, you can do it. And giving people hope that it can be done, but you need to have a reason so powerful that when you do feel or do have like a motivation, I don't have, I don't have motivation 24-7. I mean, I'm not going to kid here and say, yes, I'm going to hide 24-7. I have my moments sometimes like anybody else where oh, I can't be bothered exercising today. Like yesterday, I can't be bothered. But I keep on visualising how, what, what that exercise gives me at the end. So by not doing it, I know I'm going to feel like this. But by doing it, I know that I'm going to get this from it. So like in the chaos, we know, we need to know by doing this, what do we get out of it? And, and the other thing too is not to beat ourselves up if we don't feel motivated on that. Like you didn't oh. feel motivated yesterday. Why would you beat yourself up thinking, well, what can I do today? I know I did that. They are all choices, aren't they? And if you see that, it's less pressure on yourself and less of that little talk going on in your head of saying, oh, you should have done that. You should, 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 should. But, you know, it's not about that, is it? No, it's not. And that's why it's very important to celebrate the small wins. So it doesn't matter how small your win is. We need to celebrate that. Well, not always with food, but you know, give yourself a pat on the back and be your biggest supporter. And don't be hard on yourself and don't and, and to remember that at any given time you can stop and move forward. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad day happens. It's the most important part to, to accept it, to be aware of it, and then to learn from it and to write things down. And, and that's why I have a planner that people can download. But in this planner, the ultimate white loss planner, you can write how you feel. It has logs, it has trackers, it has reminders. 
So I personally, when I'm feeling unmotivated, I write it down so I can understand what that feeling is and how I can learn from it. I use that type of thing with my clients as well, Sylvester. It's, it's important that it's not like a food diary, is it? It's not saying this is when I ate the food. It's more about how did you feel when you ate that food? What was going on for you? What are the triggers? Why might have you overeaten? Why might have you gone to the cupboard when you weren't really hungry? It's Absolutely. knowing the triggers, isn't it? A hundred percent. And in the beginning, having food not in your cupboard, that's not going to serve you whilst you're going, whilst you're starting off your, off your journey, is totally fine. It's not about, it's not about in denial. So whatever it takes, and like I said, why did you have that food in the first place? What triggered it? Because eventually all this data, all the information you put down, there's a, there'll be a pattern. And then once we can identify this pattern or this timeline, then we can better understand, we can be a bit more proactive. So... If I'm feeling happy, I'm going straight for food. Well, instead of going straight for food, maybe I can go online or go out and buy myself a nice new piece of clothing and reward yourself or do something different to celebrate. Then always turn to food as a way to um, find, find comfort or to reward yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love your planner. The planner is excellent. I do recommend anyone goes to... You know, if you're dealing with you need to lose weight or you want to lose weight, it's just great to have this planner because it's got everything in it, it's everything you, you totally want in it. So I recommend that to all our listeners. So thank you so much, Sylvester, for talking to me today about weight loss merry-go-round because it is one. You hear about it all the time and it's such a, a key thing that, you know, if we can get you know on top of and, and by using the, the things that you say, the key things, especially from your planner, you know, our life can be turned around. So thank you so much. Where's the best place for everyone to go to? if they want to contact you or find out more about your planner? Uh, the best way is to go to my website, which is www.weightlossking, all one word, .com.au. And from there, there'll be links to uh, my planner, uh, a bit more information about who I am. Also talks about I have different food plans, which will be going up um, next few days as well, different recipes. So everything there is probably the place to start. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne, and thank you for having me. Igniter's Silvestro is so inspiring. He has shown that you can lose weight and keep it off. If you want to know more about how he helps people with this, go to his website, www.weightlossking.com.au. For getting some adventure and fun into your life, go to my website, www.leanneblaney.com.